Hello, and welcome to a very special Roll for Topic. This week we're going to be uh, designing a dungeon on air. So this is something that we did last year, two years ago? I think it was last year. Um, it ended up being a lot of fun. Um, so the, the idea is that we are going to build the dungeon today, and then uh, in a couple weeks or so I'm actually going to run the dungeon as like an actual play episode. Um, so if you are uninterested in either of those things, just skip this episode and the next one, and we'll see you in the new year. But <laughs> I think they, it'll be pretty fun. Um, yeah, so today you have me, Chris Salzman. Uh, Andy Rao is going to be here as well. Yep. Kyle Latino. Hello, this is the sound of my voice. Yes, and John Corey. Aloha. Hello. All right, folks. Um, so before we started all this, I, I promised you, I made you sign like a like a blood oath document that you would not brainstorm ahead of time. Um, so I trust that you all did that, that you did not brainstorm. <laughs> I, I stopped um, but thinking we... entirely for the Good. last week. That's great. Have to have a brain so, to brainstorm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, yeah. So we are, the intent is we are going to take like an hour and a half or so, and we're going to design a dungeon that can be run in about two hours or so. That's what I want. Um, Kyle has indicated um, offline that he does not care about what I need to do. <laughs> so, so we're just going to, we're going to see, see how the thing, thing ends Did up. Did anybody but I think actually he, invite the... Kyle on here? Uh, I guess, yeah, <laughs> I just, yeah, I think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like a reverse uh, but, vampire. I can only show up to things that I haven't been invited to. <laughs> oh, jeez. Nice. Hey, there's a good D&D monster right there. there uh, right there. There's, there's, our, there's our boss there at the end. Yeah. This thing writes itself. Did, did anyone try inviting it? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the idea of it, Chris, though, is that not only are we going to design this dungeon, but we plan to run this on the air, mm -hmm. so to speak, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's got to be somewhat... Not tight, but like it's got to be like pretty directed and pretty self-contained too. Um, I think it would be lovely too if this thing could be taken and someone else can run it in their own campaign as well. Not that we're expecting like everybody to, to download it and run it or anything like that, but something that's interesting that you can sort of drop in. So I think like the the last one that we all did was uh, you know like it, it all happened in sort of like a tavern that was in the middle of the wasteland somewhere. So you could really just take that and drop it in wherever you want. Mm -hmm. So this is not like the second act dungeon in some big campaign. It's like a, a one-off. All right. Does that all make sense? And then I think the other thing is that I wanted to do probably just stick with D and D, right? I think we're all somewhat familiar with that. Does that any, any objections? No, that sounds good. D and D is a uh, pretty portable we to were smart, a we lot would of do other stuff. Cyberpunk. So. Yeah. Yeah. If we wanted to, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the less said about that, probably the better. But <laughs> So last year we ended up with kind of, you know, we, a mini dungeon or a side, a side trick sort of thing. It was maybe mm -hmm. a half dozen or so encounter areas. What would you mm -hmm. say? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, uh, did an Alexa just pop in to say it, hi? And Alexa just popped in. Uh, okay. My son has an Alexa in his room, and he's discovered that even though it is after his bedtime, he can still Ooh. use his voice to uh, send broadcasts <laughs> to other rooms. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to write down that we need to have a fantasy Alexa. <laughs> I think those are just called Stones of Far Speech, but yeah. yeah. Palantirs. Dude. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Andy. So you, you actually ended up, you ran that dungeon last year. Is there anything that you're like, Oh wow, we should not do that again. Last year we created a dungeon that had a pretty unique, uh, architecture to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was really fun to think up. 
but mm-hmm. um, that is a challenge to communicate in an online mm-hmm. game. Okay. So maybe if we could err a little bit on the side of keeping the geography something that is easily explainable without mm-hmm. like a diagram. Yeah. But, uh, okay. but some diagram, okay. is, I mean, it has to be cool <clears throat> a dungeon or adventure, so some weirdness is fun. Okay, well, that's actually good. So that's a good constraint to have. Yeah, well, let's let's kind of dive in and start thinking about what what sort of thing that we want to make, I guess, right? So, um, like Kyle, you mentioned cyberpunk, I guess. Is there anything else that's on people's minds these days? I, I'm a fan of a of the of the very I don't want to say very traditional, but the traditional sort of lost tomb, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm. like not not a wizard's tower, not a um, the basement of an old castle, but like an actual lost tomb of some forgotten god or something Ooh, forgotten okay. god like not not a hero but some sort of deity. Well, yeah yeah i'm open either way but something weird uh, so something yeah. something maybe like that's that's leaving it's been disturbed in some way and now it's like leaving the tomb and snatching people or or items and then like going back yes okay <laughs> Yeah. So I like w- while we're throwing out stuff that's just on our mind, we don't have to pack this all into the adventure, but mm-hmm. um, I think it would be fun to come up with a, you know, if we're going to do this tomb, a an unexpected place or context in which you would find the tomb. Mm. Um, so I don't know, the middle of a bustling city or something like that. You know, yeah. It doesn't have to be a city. Actually, right. that was the first thing. When you said that, that's the first thing that popped into my head is I was just reading a history blog and it was like, oh, a mosaic floor from 5th century Rome was found under somebody's when they were building a new house, oh, you know? And yeah. so something like that, where it's somebody's doing something very common and they unearth, uh, something absolutely terrifying. Yeah. It's like, uh, this will not be the last time that we reference Indiana Jones, but like when he's in the library, like, Oh yes. Yeah. Open yes. up the floor. Open. What a scene with like the stamp, yeah. the book stamp, uh, yeah. librarian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's yeah. a, <laughs> this also calls to mind, um, Kyle, you, you probably know about this in final fantasy six, the ghost train. Oh, I love the ghost train. Yeah, but like thinking about like the the thought of the if we go with the tomb idea, like the tomb sort of coming like showing up, just like as the party's Mm. doing something normal, right? So they're in a bustling city, and maybe they go to the town square, and then all of a sudden they're in the tomb, or like the tomb is around them in some way. Yeah. Oh, I oh that really got an idea for me. What if they're in a bustling city? That's on the remains of an older city, mm-hmm. and and the tomb is them stepping through time. Oh, like they go to a tomb. So it's like in their nightmares or something. Like every time they rest in the town, they actually end up in this dungeon or something. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be pretty fantastic. <laughs> but I was th- yeah, like, they go into like the old library, and and when they look out, they're not in the city that they thought they were in. Oh um, yeah, but they now have to get out through this old library. I really like that. Yeah. So, I mean, then, I mean, the resolution for that dungeon ride is just sort of getting back to, back to where they are. Mm-hmm. Would it be something that, I mean, maybe that's up for the DM to sort of decide, but that the, the party knows that they're going to go into at all, or there's any sort of rumor, or is it just you, you have sprung it on them? Well, you know me. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> yeah. So guys, I, uh, can you recap the last 30 seconds for me? I had to step aside to yank my son's Alexa uh, out of the wall socket. To, <laughs> <go ahead. laughs> Throw it out the window. Yeah. 
Um, so John was pitching that like you you're inside of a bustling city and like you you enter the library or enter some sort of inn something like that and then you go to like look out the window and you realize that everything has sort of changed and gone back in time so like sort of like a city underneath a city. Ooh, interesting. Okay, yep. That's a pretty good setup, right? Like so that gets you sort of into the dungeon, right? But then like what right. what thematically would like why that setup? That's another thing. Like, you go back in time to like write write some sort of wrong or to bring something back, right? Or, yeah. or, or just to. Realm or this, ooh, yeah. What's the light? What what is the inner light? Is that the next generation episode? And it's just like it's just to be remembered. Yes. 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 Yep. And what that would the, go. Oh, that would go well with like a two. The card gets the flute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He gets like this mind probe makes him like live like this whole different life he lives on a whole this life other planet. Yeah, in an alien civilization. And then when he wakes up, the whole point was that he just remember that this civilization knew it was going to die, and the only way they could think to be remembered was to to put the whammy on Picard, and then he would live this life and know what their civilization was like, and then come back to the present and Me- not have and not have PSD. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, PTSD. Right. <laughs> well, he had he had the arts to like assuage him. Like that's how that's, that's how he right. dealt with it, and he, he like he did mm-hmm. carry that 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 flute with him for a long time, and like it came up in other episodes. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, what, what um yeah, what if what that's if really that, awesome, that could Kyle. be something like that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you could you could have like um suddenly you're in you, you know you go into this library or this temple or whatever and suddenly there's a bunch of people that run in like away from the monster that actually like destroyed their <laughs> city like thousands of years ago so you think that you're you're solving this problem but you're actually like reliving all of this stuff and kind of like solving the mystery of like well where did this ancient city go hmm oh i kind of lo- i'm in love yeah with this whole thing <laughs> Like is that too complicated? Uh, maybe. Well, <laughs> we can we can break it down a little bit. Um, I think before before we get too deep into that, though, I really like the idea of at the end of this thing presenting them with a choice to bring like one object back. So like, mm. there's a flute, but there's also a violin, and there's like a tambourine, like a number of things, and it's sort of like they can take one of them with them. A history book. Yeah, history right, book. Like, like, yeah, give them that that option. There's like the uh, in. I'm going to totally butcher this. I think it's in Korean. Some some Asian um, cultures, they do this like 100 days thing with babies. So they put a bunch of objects in front of a kid. And then whatever that kid chooses sort of represents their personality and what they're what they're going to do. <laughs> but I like that, that like you have this single choice and it's not like you get to go back. And you couldn't even tell someone how to go get back to this. But yeah, you're going to bring right. something with you. As long as we can keep it to something that can be satisfactorily resolved in like a two-hour game session. Yes, yes. So, this is the tricky but, part. <laughs> I think uh, whatever the whatever kind of plot we come up with, let's think short story, not um, yeah. anything beyond. You know, right. if it's a quest, if it's a quest to go get like this, these sacred items that they that this this culture wants to be set into the future. Like if they're like, oh, th- go get this stuff; it'll save us. You think, oh, it'll save them from their doom, but it will actually just like preserve their memory. It'll preserve their culture, and we could have like you know class appropriate items. So yeah. no matter what your party makeup is, it's like you know they'll be like the 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 flute, and then the the cool battle axe or shield or bow mm-hmm. or whatever. All right, the ancient spell book or something like that. When they bring it back, they 
are bringing back memory of this place. So I think that Kyle was really on it. Like this city was destroyed. Nobody knows why it was destroyed. You go into this, you go through this adventure and you come out with knowledge of this ancient culture. And that can be in the form of different objects that are class appropriate. Mm -hmm. Like I think that was, I think that's right on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe some kind of like monk or, or archaeologist or, or, or scholar is like studying, studying what's little left of this, of this like site or something and then and then so he's like your quest giver and then you go down in there to go do whatever he's he, he wants you to do and that's when you get wrapped up in the whole time travel nonsense yeah i like that like you think you're just going to get a book out of the library for him because he's a shut-in or something or or it's difficult to get and you have to try and sneak in and steal it or some some sort of pretext but what's actually happening as soon as you step in then mm. you move through time yeah um so one thing with that that I've been thinking about and Andy and I were actually chatting about this recently is like so if you're gonna like if you have two hours to do something you really want to sort of start them at the at the entrance right like so I do like the idea of just like you have you're inside of Europe in Neverwinter and someone has told you to go to the library and you are opening the door to the library <laughs> you know to get, yeah. the, get this person a book right and it's that's when everything everything changes then, like, I guess, what could they encounter in there? Um, I'm trying to think, like, okay. So the unfortunate thing is, right, if you only have a couple hours, you, like, combat sort of an easy thing to pace versus role-playing. Yes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> right, so my mind is immediately like, oh, we'll just do, like, a three-room dungeon. At the end of it, they get a cool axe, and then they leave. Um, but I like this like this hook of sort of, like, there's a story element to it. But then what, what could they encounter inside of there that would be interesting or like sort of what's like the, the final battle it could it could just be voices right it could be it could be they they might not interact with like actual people right it, it could it could be somewhat more ambiguous and mysterious than that yeah voices they don't understand see i'm, I'm yes i like that a lot okay. it's kind of ghostly what oh so as far as like what monsters to put in here like it would be cool if it was like I don't know, like some kind of Egyptian theme or like ancient, because I, I like, like you know, there's mummy lords and stuff in the. It just it doesn't make any sense that there are mummies in Dungeons and right. Dragons, but there yeah. are. Yeah. Um, but that could be cool, and maybe like they eat like like time eating jackals or something like that. Like yeah. they'll they'll like they they do hit point damage, but you also notice like gray streaks in your hair start to form, and like oh. facial hair grows slightly like faster, like with each bite <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. I, I, I maybe like I'm that. just working through COVID stuff right now. I don't yes. know. <laughs> I <think you> are. <laughs> Can we distill this down? Mm-hmm to like a sentence that describes what the players must do like can we mm. can we say in one or two sentences what's going on just to just to put some shape around this so we can start cr creating some specific scenes when the adventure starts the players are yeah what are, what are they doing what are they stepping <laughs> into are they looking for are they looking for a book in a library this is a really good question, Andy, because I don't know how to describe it in two sentences. John, do you have an idea? Well, I, I do have an idea. Let me let me yeah. throw this out there and see if it works, and you can tell me it doesn't. Um, so the players are sent to find a book that is supposed to be lost in the vaults under this library. Mm -hmm. As soon as they step in, they're transported through time, and they 
are at the epicenter of the destruction of this ancient city and have to rescue the book Battleaxe, whatever it is, before it can be destroyed. And when they rest, when they grab it, um, they come back to their present reality. Mm-hmm. Was That's, that a good summary? That was good. That is uh, that is a. I understand that now. I was getting a little <laughs> lost in what we were doing there. Yeah, <laughs> but but maybe it's not grab it. Maybe it's kill the monster. Yeah. yeah. What if they What if they grab it? Like, so what if whatever? Okay, this is get a little bit more. This is going to take it in a different direction. So just an idea. So like, what if they, they're going to get the book, you know, scholar has figured out that it, it is in the library. Like he knows it's in the library. You have to go and get it. Um, so they go in, they're transported to some sort of other realm. They find the book. As soon as they touch it, then it reveals like the wizard that has it under sort of control. And then you're sort of in this reverse dungeon. So you've gone, you've gone into something that's pretty easy. You, you touch the book. And then as you're coming out, that's when all the difficulty. Shows oh, up. that could be cool. Uh. Cause you could have, you could have like all of, you would see the whole dungeon, mm-hmm. but you could yeah. have like all of like the skeletons of the monsters you'll fight on your way out in there. So you could yes. like really like, you could really like foreshadow all the cool set pieces. <laughs> yes. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. I like that a lot. Yes. Okay, I'm down with that. I have a question. Yeah, and this this is where I struggle with with third level D and D. How do we create a, a menace that is terrifying enough to destroy a building or a city that could be handled by third level adventurers? <laughs> yeah, um, we will. Uh, I think as something that like I'll do for prepping it. Like we're just gonna like reskin monsters, right? So we'll we'll decide that we want a skeleton on the way in, but when you come back out, it's a vampire, and we'll just sort of like scale it. Um, depending on right. on what they are. Okay. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I mean, like we can look up. There's various things like Cobalt Fight Club will give you a list of monsters that you could have in there that are appropriate to the level. But we also don't know how many people are going to be playing and stuff like that. So it's yeah. We could also just uh, scale the stakes down a little bit from yeah. save the city from destruction to just you know get this one artifact out safely mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. This lost artifact. Okay. Yeah. Do we want to go in this direction or like, uh, I, it seems like we're all here to like, that's interesting, but if we want to try something else, that's fine too. Oh, I think we should, uh, I think we should run with this. Okay. Yep. I like it. Okay. So I am hearing that there is, we have like a couple of like nouns right now. So there's going to be some sort of NPC, some sort of location where they're going to get some sort of artifact, right? So like we've said that there's a scholar that wants you to go to the library to get a book, but it could be you know, a priest who wants you to go to a temple to get a chalice. Like it could be anything mm-hmm. like that. What's, what's the most D and D version of that or the most like, yeah, compelling. I, I was, I was thinking like the archeologists would be able to just go themselves unless, unless like this place is really inaccessible or something like that. Like he's, he's, He's too old to go down into these, you know, possibly crumbling areas. So that's why he's mm-hmm. gotten, you know, the tougher sort of folks to do this. Yeah. Um, when you mentioned uh, library at the beginning, I I feel like it it would be fun to, like, the idea of a library break-in or library heist, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. would be a fun, like, opening scene. Or just challenge, challenging them to get into somewhere they're not really supposed to be or that's, you know, off limits to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like not a dungeon. It's a living place with people in it. Uh, sounds kind yeah. of interesting to me. Which is, it sort of reminds me of National Treasure, which is a 
terrible movie, but also a really fun movie. It's so good. I love <laughs> it's it. It's like so, so bad. It's good. Yeah, there's just like the, a D&D party in that, that movie that just continues to get it right every time. <laughs> like there's no setbacks. <laughs> nice. Okay, so I'm like... Playing a, that movie. Yeah, a library heist. Um, yeah, to get some sort of book. Yes. I, I like the idea of a book in the in the sort of private collection in the yeah. vault beneath the library that that normal people are not allowed to access and you oh. have to break in and get it that's mm-hmm. the setup but that's not what happens when you get inside okay that's good yeah private collection and then so our our npc who's gonna like set them off on this journey like do we want it to be a scholar or do we want it to be someone who's like has a profit motive like what or or some other motive or is it you know nice and clean like i'm studying this i need that book you know, the nice thing about one shots is it allows you to have non-profit driven motives for adventures, right? Yeah. Ooh, because nice. in, in, in <laughs> ongoing campaigns, there's a lot of, well, we need some money or we want to get this artifact or we want to level up or whatever. Yeah. But this, you can say, you know, you could say your brother's scholars and they're old and the head scholar decided that he needed this book and you're, you're breaking in or something, you know, something yeah. like that. But I like it. I like to have it non-monetary. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, it, we. I think, I don't think we have to flesh it out too much. I think you could almost just see what characters people show up with if you get a bunch yeah. of rogue-like, char- roguish, not roguish yeah. characters or Conan-ish <laughs> yeah. characters. Uh, you know, that maybe they're there for a profit or just to see if they can do it. Or you know, I, yeah. I think that's something yeah. we can trust the GMs to whip up. My my inclination here is that we not open with a big scene where the quest giver is like explaining what you need to do. But yeah, if there's no. a way we can like drop people uh, into the action and just quickly fill them in on um, mm-hmm. why what they're after, I I would lean in that direction based on recent game mastering experience. Yeah, yeah I, like I, in some I agree. location that says, "Go ahead, Kyle." Uh, I was just gonna say I I agree. I think I think it's just as simple a thing as just like of answering why are we doing this because someone asked us to. It's like it's you you can yeah. explain all of that in the narration box and then start them at the door of the thing. It's just like that yeah. just you have already agreed to this off camera and <laughs> I think if, as long as it's a one shot, I think most people will 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 be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually this this does bring up something else that I've been thinking about like for for this I'm I'm thinking about asking the players to not even give their characters names. I just want them to pick like hi, I'm Rogue. Like hi, I'm I'm warrior, like whatever, whatever their class is, like that's just who they are with the thought being Mm -hmm. that like, it's, it's not important that like your village burned down and your family is, you know, sent you off to go live in the city. Cause like exactly what Kyle was saying. It's like, you're doing this thing because you're, you're supposed to be doing this thing. Um, yeah. I have, I, don't know I have a lot of thoughts about. I have a lot of thoughts about what you just said, but I think that's a that's a an entirely different episode. Yeah, yeah. we can. We can <laughs> but I generally agree. Way. I was just like, let's just play some Dungeons and Dragons, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's uh, build this first scene. So, what is it? So is this a public place or a private place that this thing is held in? Like, oh, so public library versus a nobleman's private collection or mm. something. I think it's, I was originally thinking public library, yeah. but now that you say that, I'd be open to either. Yeah, I think I was thinking public library too. I think it's just because of Indiana Jones came up. <laughs> but yep. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like. I'm the kind idea of leaning that... public as well because uh, you know there needs to be some sort of uh, librarian or like you know head priest NPC that you've got to sneak the book past or something like that. Yeah, 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and, okay. and I, I like the idea of like the the vault of forbidden books kind of being the 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 threshold for adventure, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is a library. I know how those operate. That so the tension of like sound and like there's certain like social behavior. You can't just like go in there like in full plate armor necessarily. Like you yeah, you got to right. think about it a little bit. But then oh. like okay, once we get past the, this this big old like spooky door, that's when we're we're really in, in in kind of that's when we've like you know broken through to the membrane of the actual adventure yeah yeah i i what i like that's sort of forming here is that getting the object is actually going to be somewhat trivial Mm -hmm. right like like but we can have it be a sort of set piece adventure they're on the roof or by the back door or coming in through a window they have to scale down the walls they have to go to this secret place mm-hmm. you know they have to drop into this tomb where there's no light and they have to do it subtly and then they get the thing and they're like well that was easy and that's when the adventure really begins so this first part should be short and not too difficult now yeah. the risk of course if you have the right or the wrong kind of players is they spend an hour just trying to figure out how to get into the library yes. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe we make that pretty easy, but maybe the NPC gives them the key that they need yeah. to get into into something. And maybe it's like it, it, it's a hidden doorway. So like you go into the library, there's a velvet rope for the restricted section. And so they have to decide right. that they're going to break the rules. <laughs> um, and then they go down a hallway and it's like the, the fifth stone from the top, like take this dagger, tap, tap, you know, tap it three times and then slot it into another thing. And then the door opens for you. Yeah. Can can it be an illusory wall? I feel yes. like that's a trope that never gets yes. used in actual dungeons. Yeah, because yes. but it's fine because like this one, you've been told exactly where it is, so it's not yeah. just like a like the old school like oh, you didn't yeah. check for illusory yeah. walls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it won't be that. Like if you don't find it, you lose the whole adventure. It's not right, like exactly it's an illusory wall, but you know where it is. Yeah, yeah. that's perfect. I love that. Anybody yes, else can... here uh, spent like an hour and a half on a doom level, like uh, inching along every wall? <laughs> hitting the space yes. bar uh, yes just, yes okay absolutely it was dark forces for me but yes absolutely <laughs> so uh what if we identify like one or two npcs in here and just like uh i think we already have a good one here already with a lucery wall but just like a couple of features of this thing that we could expect players to um you know to leverage or, or to play with mm-hmm. so I who's an npc could, I... like there's someone else in here for sure who is it? How about an attentive librarian yes. that they have to distract or talk their way past? So mm-hmm. that gives a brief role play or skill check to let them sort of get mm-hmm. in, into the mode of adventure. I cannot wait to make them like defeat some sort of evil wizard in the bowels of the library, but then still have to talk their way past the librarian when they're coming <laughs> <Yes>. out. <laughs> that is really funny. They're like bloody. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So what... what... How? What is one one thing we can do or change that would like D and D eyes a library? You know, mm. like so we all know how a library works, but we're in D and D land. So what do like do they levitate your scroll out to you when you ask for it? You know, like what? How can we just inject a little D and D into this library? Uh, uh, if it question. was run by spiders, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, run run by some sort of weird weird creature would be a good one. That guy, yeah. that guy from like uh, Spirited Away, who's like in the furnace room. He's got like yeah. six arms, and he's on like yeah. an exercise bike or something oh, like yeah. that. Actually, 
I, I like this. Like, have the have there be like a human librarian you have to talk past, but the guy who gets the books is like this creature, this multi armed creature who can zip around the library mm-hmm. and get you anything you want. Yeah, um, <laughs> he, he is known only as the page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is he like a creature or a race somebody can, can like remember from D anD D, or is this a unique creature? And what kind of like creature from the monster manual or whatever would just be great at climbing around walls and getting books? Because oh. this library doesn't have ladders, like you got to get great. the spider thing to go get your book from the top a, shelf. Right? Now, a, a phase a phase spider would be great because it yeah. could also like blink in and out of the of the ethereal plane or whatever. <laughs> yes, a gigantic phase spider brings you your books. <laughs> that you asked, Andy, and this is what you get: yeah. gigantic phase spider librarians. I'm so sorry, I asked. Yeah. Yes, please press on though. No, no, I like that a lot, and I think it should be very clear that this is a non-violent face spider. Yeah, right. Like yes. it, it just actually likes getting. He should have like a bow tie and glasses. Yes, yeah. Like it's, it's a nerd, nerd face spider. <laughs> what does the phasing? I just have to know why a face spider, not just like a giant spider. Like, oh, uh, it's, is it cool, or is there like a library reason this thing is phasing in and out of our dimension? I think to fit uh, well, between he, we, well, uh, he, the stacks. Yeah, because he can, he can, he doesn't, he won't disturb, he won't disturb the precarious, uh, like, delicate old books. Because yeah, he can, he he can go into a different dimension where he's not physically interacting yeah. with them. How many patrons yeah. of the library a day have heart attacks when, like, a, a gigantic <laughs> beast, like, materializes? It's, it's D&D world. Everybody, everybody knows phase spiders make the best librarians. It's just not <laughs> But that's the thing. But also, it's like he's he is not going to just he's he knows where all the the the, the people are. So that's another yeah. thing. It's like nobody knows that the that the that the page is is a face spider because that you don't the, the face spider is never seen unless he wants to be seen, right? Right. The books just appear in the librarian's hands as if by magic, but it's all done by a face spider in the background. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we have an intensive oh. librarian uh, who's yes. just yeah. kind of a, a normal-looking person, mm-hmm. and we have yeah. a very non-normal library library assistant who is a phase spider. Uh, yes. Okay, a friendly one, or at least not hostile. Um, no, yes. like a friendly, a friendly nerdy phase but i guess we really want to get it across that this is not the threat in this in this dungeon yes right again because depending on the group they might come in and just immediately kill the page right um, i do think that th- we might have to t- title this dungeon phase spiders make the best librarians <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I feel like so, we're going to check the monster get... manual and learn that phase spiders have an intelligence of two or something like yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> right. That's right. Okay, so, so, um, so it, the PCs, I mean, will not fail to find some uh, weird and creative way to interact with these two characters to get access mm-hmm. to that private vault where there's an illusory mm-hmm. right. wall and that they'll have instructions for getting into it, right? Yes. Okay. So what does the room look like that if we're ready to talk about this, what does the room look like that this book or scroll or whatever is, what does this vault hidden room look like? Um, oh, so this is a good and question. Is it one, I'm just curious. Is this yeah. one of like many, is there like an Indiana Jones warehouse type of like hidden vaults down here? Or is this, uh, you know, is this like just the, the back hidden room? It's funny. You should mention that Andy. Cause I think that that wall opens up to many different timelines depending on which key you use. Ah. 
Okay. Yeah. Most of them are just like a, a, a pit, <laughs> you know, like a pit that you just fall into. But I think like the, the, the scholar at the beginning has figured out the, like the right key, the right cipher to open up the right portal or the, yeah, <clears throat> the right part of the wall. Ah, so that, so that's the part he research, he figured out. I, I'm thinking like, right. Like, so it would, it would open, but then my thought, and maybe, maybe you're not, y'all aren't thinking this is that that would open then to like the three room dungeon. Right, and then the the mm. third room would be where the where the book is, and then that would set things off, and then they have to work their way back out. Yes, or is, is that too complicated at this point? If they're like, is it the no, library, then the wall? I think if it's a straight shot, like room one, room two, room three, I don't think it's too complicated. Okay, and I think room two should be uh, a trap or a or an obstacle, not a monster. Like room. Okay. Like they get in there, and then when they pick up the object, they they wait, awaken some monster in the room they're in. Right, mm-hmm. that's room three. Then they work backwards. They defeat that. Then they overcome an obstacle in room two that could be hinted at. And then in room one is sort of the big boss, okay. um, preventing them from leaving. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or is that too straightforward? I mean, I think given the time, we got to be pretty specific. Yeah. No, so I I, I've I've gotten a little confused. So just can we reiterate? They get to the back of the library and right. they get through the illusionary, the illusion wall. And they're in mm-hmm. a, they're in a room where the object they want is right. I think what we're saying is they have to go a couple of rooms in once they get past the illusory yeah. wall okay. to get the object. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that opens up and it just like stare, stares down to whatever that first room is. Um, Andy, I'm just thinking about uh, the the library level in Dark Souls. Where, oh yes, <laughs> like cease cease library. That's that's all. Yes, that's, that's great. There's like this complicated in that game. There's this like really complicated series of like you have to move these stairs back and forth, all while you're getting attacked mm-hmm. by like the hardest enemies in the game. It's it's terrible. It's not very fun. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, but so don't like, do that. Yeah, don't do that. But I mean, like that first room could just be more books and maybe they're tantalizing books but there's there's some sort of trap with them or maybe that's the second room you mentioned that like the second room might have an obstacle yeah let's have the first room just not the 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 excitement of that room is just that they got they found their way into it Mm -hmm. and then let's have the second room have something that's uh like a non-monster uh obstacle or something again not really intended to be hyper deadly here but um Mm -hmm. um so going back to something yeah so yeah go ahead well, I just want to say, so it should be easy easy to get in and hard to get out is what we're after, yeah. though. Is yeah. that once they're in room three and they trigger the sequence of events, then it's difficult. Okay. Let's do, um, let's let's figure out, yeah, that sequence of events back out. And then I think let's go back and seed clues in the, the rooms as they're, go, like, going the easy path. Right? So, like, if the second room is a bunch of books that are really tantalizing to read, like, maybe they're they can't read them on the way in, but they can read them on the way back. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So that first room is just going to be sort of nothing other than creepy. Right. <laughs> well, yes. it's, it wouldn't it have like the desiccated husk of the final boss monster in it. Well, I'm thinking we, we probably, but we might be more subtle with it. Like maybe it's just like a tapestry. Okay. Showing it. Right. Oh, I yeah. like that a lot. Like a tapestry yeah. with a manticore or whatever. Like yeah. whatever we decide the final monster is, is depicted in the tapestry. Mm. Yeah. 
tapestry or like yeah or mosaic on the ground or something that yeah. they notice yeah and then when they come back in it's like it's standing up and it's not on the ground anymore right okay i like that actually quite a bit because then it gives them something to worry about because because the first thing that's going to happen when they come back out is is in the second room they're going to encounter a difficult foreshadowed thing and then they get then they're going to be going oh sh- whatever yeah. sorry yeah <laughs> what if they made their way through like a complicated trap that had has been sprung and then ah. uh, oh that's so cool <laughs> and then on the way back they'll have to like it will be primed again and they'll have to like get past it i don't i don't know how to do that without making it super convoluted but anyone has no i think that's cool i think we could work through that i i like my in my mind i I keep like my mind keeps going to the maybe because we're talking about indiana jones but i keep going to that um like dungeon at the end of the last crusade or something like that where he's got a couple like yeah a couple rooms with traps in them uh i don't know yeah Yeah. okay yeah well we can talk about that let's yeah, let's put a pin in that because I think we could, we can come back and figure out what that trap is. But I think we should definitely do that: is have the okay. trap be sprung and then reset. Okay. All right. So the okay. So let's let's start with the then the book room, right? So the, the book that they're getting is it the only thing in there, or are there there are lots of things in there? I, I hate to keep going back to Indiana Jones, but I feel That's like fine. it is a, a <laughs> dedicated room, and yeah. just like the shield, right? In at the, at the underneath that library in yeah. um, the Last Crusade, there is a, there is a skeleton clutching this book. Yeah. Right. And when they pick up the book, that's when they do the time whammy. The skeleton either comes alive and attacks them, or becomes human again. The original owner of the book and attacks them, or something like that. And that's mm-hmm. the first. That's the third. Kyle's smiling. I think Kyle's got something. No. Yeah. I was just gonna say, Tomb of the Time Whammy is another great title. <laughs> 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 is there any way we could make it uh while we're just like ripping off uh indiana jones is there any way we can mm-hmm. make it like a little tricky or interesting to choose to like pick which book it is or identify it or yeah, you know, yeah. like you've chosen wisely that sort of thing mm-hmm. it yeah. could be it could be a that that could be really good because we could Maybe it's like in the opening, the opening narration or whatever, like he's, he's asked you to go get a book, but when you get down there, there's a skeleton that has a book, a scroll and a, and a a carved tablet or something like that. So it's just like, right. And that way, that way it's just like, there's an obvious choice. You've already been given the solution, but you do have to go like, oh yeah, you know, an hour and a half ago. We got that. Oh, wait, it's been an hour and a half. We only have a half hour left. We're only halfway through the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> well, the other thought I had uh, sort of riffing on that is he says, you have to find the writings of Sir Richard or whatever. Mm. And then oh, they yeah. get down there and the writings and there's a scroll, a tablet and a book. Which one is what they want? Do they want them all? You know, oh, um, I like that a lot. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Like very deliberately saying the writings of um, what does anything happen if they take the wrong one? If they, they pick up the wrong one? We could just have the other ones vanish and then it doesn't matter which one they picked, but they worry they worry about it or something. 
Yes, they, yeah. they forever <laughs> worry about Psychic it. damage. That is, that is my style of jamming right there, Andy Rao. <laughs> oh. Yes. Whatever they pick is the right one. The others disappear, and the world goes whammy. So they think they made a mistake, and they worry about it, but yeah. it didn't really matter. That's they horrible. Just disappear. Players they out have there, to, I'm like, sorry. I do that all the time. Be <laughs> destroyed while they're, while they're watching uh, just to, I don't know. Yes. They crumble the dust. Yes. It's just a book of scroll on a tablet. That's mean. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> okay, so what um, happens when they, whatever they, they, is there anything else in this room, or do we want to just make it really obvious that what the thing is that they need to interact with? Can, can we talk general tone for one second? Because I think yeah. everything so far has been dusty and cobwebby and, mm. um, you know, old in an older style or broken or crumbling. And, and as soon as it happens, everything looks sort of new, right? They've gone back in time. The book looks new. The room looks new. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever was holding the book is rejuvenated and trying to kill them. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yep. Could we, um, is it too much? Like, could we put in like an optional encounter with like something, just like a classic D&D thing that's living in the underground cellar, like Oh, yeah. I mean, so they think it's like the a, challenge, like a rat or something. Like again, something not intended to like meaningfully challenge them, but just to. Um, but, but a frighteningly large rat guarding the book, they have to kill like a giant, yeah. giant rat. I mean, yeah, it'd be cool if we could come up with like a spin on it, just so it's a little bit different. Um, we could also nix yeah. it if if because it would be a kind of a junk encounter, and that might not serve our two hour time on it. Yeah. Right. But it's nice. It's yeah, just putting in like the optional like for pacing thing. Because by the time they get to that last room, you'll definitely know how much time, like where to where to set that dial. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what? So let's let's put an optional creature in here that the DM could spring. And what is like a seriously underused like uh, creature that you know you would find on the top level of a dungeon in D anD. d Hmm. So like we know about rats and spiders and and like you know large sized insects and stuff like that. Is there is there something that someone something from the fiend folio that you've always wished were in more adventures? <laughs> Gibbering mouthers are are cr two. Aren't they really? Aren't those what like gibbering mouthers or something like that? They're like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, sturges. I always like sturges hanging. Oh yeah. Like the, uh, Oh. In the in the arches of an old house or something. I'm gonna jot these down, and we could possibly even make a quick little random encounter table mm. that the DM could optionally roll. Oh, on, yes. Uh, to oh see yeah, more random tables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Well, okay, yeah. So uh, another thought would be: so you have that encounter, but then this is this is another sort of thing that like echoes what's gonna happen on the way back through. Right, so like maybe you see some rats, but then on the way back through, it's they're giant rats, like something like that. Yeah, you see a cat, but when you turn around, it's a tiger. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, but I like that. Like in that book room, there's also just <laughs> some sort of. Actually, thing. I like that. Yeah, I like that okay. a lot. So it's not really a junk encounter, Andy. It's a foreshadowed encounter, but mm-hmm. you know they got to shoo away the rats or the dirges or the bats or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Do we want to do um, before we do like the whole thing? Can we throw a secret room in here, just for fun? Oh. Like just just in case sure. someone looks for it. Oh well, yeah, like there's got be... we haven't put any treasure in here, and if we're gonna, you know, we got to get some optional treasure that like the PCs who can find the ones who are going around every wall like pushing on it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe just in the uh, back of the book room, there's there's like a secret, yeah, like yeah. a little, yeah, a loose stone. You move it away, and it looks like yeah, the construction worker back in the day had hidden hidden some gold. Yeah, and and or 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 a super rare book or something with monetary value that that's yeah. hidden, even more hidden than this place was. Okay, yeah, I like I, that. I, if it's a super rare book, then yeah, you come out and like maybe the 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 page space spider is like like yanks it out of your hands immediately it's like i've been looking for this for ten thousand years <laughs> how do we know that face spider is not like stalking them like all the way through this like uh, what if it's like I, I hanging don't know from the wall maybe. above them invisible this whole time just wondering yeah i don't know if we know that i really don't want that thing to be a monster though Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want it to be a face. Spiders have an intelligence of six. They don't have any languages, but they are they are they have an intelligence of over four, which means you can't like use like the calm animal spell okay. on them. So, so they do have some cleverness about them. Yeah. I think it's more about I think it's more about the order of the books than it is about the contents of the books yes. it's like a yeah. it's it's like a like an order muppet versus a chaos muppet situation for the space <laughs> spider <laughs> okay uh so just time wise we are uh you know coming up on about an hour okay. so let's and we are at about so stock like, this thing roughly design wise like the halfway point here so now we got to let's start designing the route back out of here so when they when they take the book tablet etc they you know the the environment around them changes is that how you guys envision it Mm -hmm. okay yeah my first um, go ahead i was gonna say let's decide like like why does it change and like 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 why does it change right so they've taken it and then they're going to go back in time for some reason. Like, is this right? Going back to your tomb idea, right? Is the idea that like this thing can live forever as long as no one touches the book or the writings? Is it possible that um, that what you're after is like the original non-decayed version of the book? Um, you know, that's not musty and half the pages fell out. I don't know. Yeah, like I don't totally. I don't know what the why. I don't. I don't hundred percent know why this is set up the way it is. Besides, a wizard did this. Is is <laughs> should we? I mean, should we try to explain like to the GM why this is all happening, or is it just a weird thing that happens? Because weird things that just happen when you touch stuff is also a D and D trope. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like I, the I, idea that it, it, it that the books or the culture or this priest like wanted wanted to be remembered like he he was poisoned when he when he was in the book room and he knew he was going to die so he cast this weird like enchantment curse or something uh, as as a way like just like oh this you know, the next people that the next people that touch me may might, might be thousands of years they'll be able to help me. But it's already kind of too late for him. So like he's already been poisoned by the 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 the, the mummified manticore sting or whatever. Oh. I like I like the idea that and it's it's possible you know that the magic has even gone somewhat awry that this is like a somewhat unexpected. It's just created a weird his attempt to preserve the book or something like that. 
uh, in his dying state, like his magic interpreted that in a weird way or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And then yeah. you're the, the one that sets sort of off like the trap a... and everything, so that we get this cool like time loop thing. <laughs> yeah, and the book is kind of like the 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 stake in the vampire's heart, right? If you remove it, then then things go back in time. And, there and we go. And, yeah, that's a great way of conceptualizing. Yeah. So so he's like a skeleton, and and he's been driven mad by by you know the poison drove him mad. So when you pick up the book, he reconstitutes and. And um, is jealously guarding his book now, rather than hmm. trying to rather than trying to preserve it for the ages. What if? Um, okay, I like that. What if, like, okay, so you you take the book, he reconstitutes, and then he dies immediately. Yes. Oh. Okay. Like so, this this thing like reconstitutes, and you're like, oh no, and then it just it like he dies, and it's like it, for his his final breath, he put this sort of like time curse on you know this part of the library because yeah the manicure had sung him or whatever all right and then like y y you were then have that book right and then as soon as you defeat the manicure like then then sort of the the thing collapses and then you can bring out his memory like what you were saying earlier does that make sense like yeah like it, it's his book it's his like his sort of journal or whatever it's, okay. he's the author he's the guy who wrote yeah. it <laughs> yeah. yeah i think, <laughs> I think like, that works yeah. So what is the um so let's let's force ourselves to move along here and start okay. describing the scene. We've already kind of started it. So the environment changes, you go back in time, you're in a brighter, shinier version of this room, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um yes. I I it might when you said that, I think it was John who said that about the tone, you know, I thought of how uh, garishly bright and colored like Egyptian pyramid walls are. You know, it's yeah. Uh, for such a spooky thing, they're like really bright and neon and illustrated. Uh, it might be fun if I mean they don't have this doesn't have to be an Egyptian themed thing, but it'd be fun if this were like a just not a molded, uh, shadowy cobweb filled uh, mm -hmm. chamber. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like it's like a like his his writing room or his bedroom or a place where he used to live that the library's been built around. So maybe it. It jumps to life as like a as a living dwelling or maybe it's his own scriptorium and there's you know carved walls and all that kind of stuff that mm -hmm. that um yeah maybe he was doing like magical research so he needed to like get a room that was like away from like ley line interference or something like like how yeah. like inventors need to find like a radio silent room to do certain certain measurements in right yeah I like that a lot. So, um, how okay, so far... it's not just gonna be like a boring box of a room. This is sort of it's like a dodecahedron or something. It's okay, gotta be yeah. like <laughs> so. <obviously> just <laughs> thinking theme wise. So, what I don't want we I don't want to go into the big like history of it, but like in a few words, what is like the theme of this like civilization that we've gone that you are back in time? You know, is like is it like Mesoamerican? Mm. Uh, is it uh, you know like what is something that can guide our like mental picture of this area is uh, it... i liked the egypt suggestion that kyle made a while ago that it's sort of yeah yeah carved walls it's, and it's pulpy it's it's recognizable yeah. so something um evoc evocative of an egyptian tomb type of or egyptian setting yes. although this isn't really a tomb as we just discussed yeah it became well, one <laughs> yeah it became one. <laughs> a, the accidental tomb that's yeah. our, no, that's <laughs> another title <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. So the trap room is the next one. Yeah. Not to, well, what uh, they, not what to does go he back have to back. fight. I'm wondering. Like, you know, what did, I wonder if we for that not the not junk fight in the book room before you go back in time. I wonder if the like creature could be something like that makes no sense in the modern in the contemporary setting of the player's world, but it's basically a holdover from this kingdom. So like I was thinking like what if it's a bunch of scarab beetles or something like that? Yeah. Oh. Just yeah. Like that. Anyway, we can flesh that out later. Okay. No, I like that though, but if they're small beetles that are just sort of crawling around and you're like, ew and then when you pick up the book they become huge and swarm you. Ooh. And that's the it, first big there, fight. There's like a ooh, that could be really interesting. That there's there's um there's like a wizard of maggots or something like that. <laughs> uh, he's like his his body his like he's like it's like I think it's in uh. Morgan Kaiden's tome of tome of foes or something like that. But like so he got locked in here when the guy died. So you see all the bugs that are like the descendants of the things that used to make up this wizard's body. So you have to fight. Oh, nice. You have to fight like the the version of that. So that could be like a foreshadowing thing. No, I'm getting a strong no. veto from Chris here. I think <laughs> I do not like it. I think it's we grossed Chris just... out. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, it could be beetles. This yeah. big, big bad what? beetle wizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what is if that it's called? One... Do you remember the name of that? There's a thing big called... Big bad beetleborgs. Like, you know what that's called, Kyle? What? what that monster is you're referring to? What's it I, called? I think like, it's the to... father of maggots or something. I'll, I'll look it up. All right. It's the worm funny. that walks. Does that ring a bell? Oh, Am I thinking Call of Cthulhu? Anyway, whatever. That's yeah. a super cool name, whatever that is. It um, is great. This is this is too probably too conceptual, but like, what if it's like one giant beetle when you get down there, but then when you go back in time, it's alive and it's like very clear that it's this guy's pet. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you've cool. Yeah. I do like the idea that he has a weird pet that that like nails that brings home the like alienness of the setting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, like I was also thinking of other ways. Like, it would be fun to just uh, make this a little weird. Like, I was thinking, like, could there be like a a random high tech thing in here? You know, like something yeah. that yeah um, is just unexpected outside of the PC's like immediate context. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a giant pet beetle exist. is like a good example of that. But mm-hmm. but like casually used magic, like lights stored in globes that float in the air. That you know. Mm-hmm would would be really exhausted magically now but are trivial for for this earlier civilization yeah that's a little bit what i was getting back yeah at, getting out when i was talking about what did this civilization look like you know is this like the first age where like magic and technology were indistinguishable and all the mages were like 50 yes. level yeah like yes. you know i i think that could be fun to play with yeah, yeah i like that um and i think it should be very clear that like every everything disintegrates when they go back back to the their present yeah, you know, so as much so as they, they can get all the cool floating light globes they want, but when they come back to the present, yeah. <laughs> everything but the book turns to dust. Yeah, yeah. or they have like okay. one use, one disconnected from their like power. So you know, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, By the way, okay, Andy, so... you you totally are right. It is called the worm that walks, and it's it's a <laughs> nice. CR twelve. So that might be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little much. Well, but I like this idea where you sort of see this this overturned beetle husk, right? Mm. and you're like what is that and then when you pick up the book he reconstitutes does the thing where he comes back sort of expositions dies and his beetle attacks you mm-hmm. and that's the first challenge okay okay yeah let's do it that make sense okay 
All right, so yeah, he yes, you get that. Um, okay, so at this point, you have likely not fought anything. So then you're yeah. gonna you're gonna come to that second room. So this is the one that we were we were calling the obstacle room. As it stands right now, it looks like we might have like one fight. Is that okay, or do we want to have a couple? Well, no, you got to fight the beetle, the giant beetle. Oh, you do? That's, okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Was there not everybody else not thinking that? The, I thought that the you said the beetle attack, so I thought that that would be okay. a fight. Um, I'm still on like I want to be the the beetle's friend. It's a pet. That <laughs> that's where my head's well, at. That's, that's, that's a the way to get out of it, though. So what yeah. killed? Could I mean? Could the thing that just killed him be in here? I mean, does it have to be the end boss of the dungeon? Uh, I think. Oof. Well, yeah, it could be. It could be like a summoned. It could be like a summoned snake or a sn- summoned monster that was like sent because the the guy, the final boss monster, couldn't get in past the trap room or something like that. So mm. he like he like conjured this this evil beetle into that room instead. That actually is a super like Conan vibe you've got going on there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I mean, I think like beetle bodyguards, I think that, that does make sense, right? Okay, yeah. So you, there's the hus in there, and then you go back in time, and then there's one to three beetles, depending on how many people are playing, that immediately attack, because right. these things are, yeah. Like, as yeah, soon as they, when, they, when their owner dies, dies, maybe they just go berserk, or they revert yeah. to their, you know, animal yeah. nature. Yeah, because he probably has them all under control. Yes. He's a He's a wizard. <laughs> he's a wizard. Yeah. Okay, so we have an encounter with beetles, and then they survive that hopefully, and uh, and they move into the next room. And we had kind of been chatting that this would be like the trap room, but, but we don't have yes. to make it a trap room. But let's think about that. And if I if you recall, we had also talked about something that could have been sprung that they made their way through earlier, where if they were paying mm-hmm. attention, maybe that would somehow help them deal with it this time. Yeah. Maybe what the... it. Oh, Kyle's got something. I was gonna say, like, what if the this is this is really putting the cards on the table, but like, what if the the magical weapon that kills the beast is in its corpse when you see it? So they're naturally gonna st- take the cool sword and then also use it to kill the, the guy uh. at the end. <laughs> okay, I but like you that. Were that makes no sense. You, wanted, I... you you wanted to play it more cagey with the with the. I mean, it could be in in the tapestry, right? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe the guy's dying breath is like, this is the only thing that'll kill it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, hands you hands Maybe you the dagger. tapestry shows the PCs, like, fighting the... Uh... Yes. Oh. See, that would be cool. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because they're all going to think it's going to happen, like, at the end, not when they just come straight back and it's in that room. Right. You could okay. have, okay, you could like have the tapestry show one random PC who's been like beheaded or something like that. Uh, just to figure <laughs> yes, <out. laughs> yeah, yes. Okay, so we'll we'll uh, do something so, with the tapestry to like um, be a little it, a spooky um, and also uh, maybe I think it's okay to err on the side of bluntness, you know, as far as yeah. foreshadowing goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the trap room. Um, I was trying to. I was thinking of something that um, was a trap that could also be fought. Um, like when they first walk in, it seems like there's these these automatons, almost like the inside of a cuckoo clock, except for they're you know like nine feet tall, but they're all smashed and yeah. rusted and falling down. But when they come back, they have to work their way through this room with these sort of axes swinging at them, 
at regular intervals, the automatons can't move off their tracks. So maybe there's just a way to get around it, or they could smash them to pieces. Like, what, you know, give them choices of how to do stuff. That is good, because it's not, it's not just like, disarm trap, or mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys, like, this is almost, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, actually, but, like, what makes a good trap, right? Because traps are, oh, traps yeah. have the potential to be very dumb and boring. Uh, so D- what, Dale, what is Dale the best Kim- trap you've ever seen? Dale Kingsmill did a really great video on YouTube about traps and basically how they're almost always stupid unless... Like, so the, a, a good trap is going to automatically kill someone <laughs> uh, be, <laughs> if they don't know the secret because the trap needs to prove that you either belong beyond the trap or you don't belong beyond the trap. But I think something that is sufficiently dangerous looking will will be fine. But as far as like the 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 poison pinprick when you like, you know, try to pick the lock or something like that, yeah. that doesn't kill you with instant poison. That's the kind of stuff. It's just like, well, if you're going to go to the trouble of pinpricking your poison <laughs> yeah, thing, like you may as well make it lethal. But this I'm, is like, right. you know, this is like a gauntlet of of yeah, like yeah, spinning automaton. I th- I think that's mm-hmm. a really cool way to do it. I I do like that. I think automaton I need to be part mm-hmm. of this, whatever it is. So um, yeah, they're like clockwork. They're not, they're not like golems. They're just yeah. clockwork. So is this trap supposed to keep you from getting out of here, or like there, the PCs are going backwards through the trap, right? Mm-hmm. So it needs to be something that would work, like you know, going at it, entering it from either direction. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, this has a little bit of a feel like of a, a Mega Man level where it's like. Well, like why are you? T- why did you do all this in your home? It's it's not a <laughs> yeah. it's not a trap. It's not a trap. It's a security system, right? So the security okay. system is turned on. So yes. it's it has already done its job by keeping whatever monster is on, waiting for you in that in that ultimate room away from. It's not that that monster is not in the room with the 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 scrivener. It is it's so it's it's doing its job, but it's also mm-hmm. causing you a problem. That is uh, because that no one knows how to turn it off. And I do, I do like that. I li- and I like the idea that like the bad guy managed to kill the scrivener, but he couldn't get past this trap, so his quarry is dead with the book that he wanted. Yeah, you know, right. beyond the trap. And here you have yes. brought me exactly what I need. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe the bad guy is like behind all of this. Like he Foolish reached into the future heroes. to pull pull heroes to help him. <laughs> Okay, but oh, what no. does this trap look like? Uh, so, uh, automatons. Well, what do they do? Are they on like rails or tracks, or what do they do? Yeah, I, I sort of. And this is where we're going to get into the hard to explain thing that mm-hmm. the geography that it's going to be difficult. But if it's a square room, right? The 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 tracks are sort of from the corners to the middle in like arcs, and the automatons can move on these arcs and stop you from getting by them, sort of like table hockey dudes. Oh, <laughs> but with axes instead of hockey sticks. Yeah, so they're they're like the like like the mechanical cuckoo clock things, like the Bavarian clock yes. with like the mechanized people mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Except they're instead of yeah. like working on you know like so- sawing logs, they're sawing you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Have you guys seen the movie uh, Moon? Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's uh, do you guys remember? There's like a robot that is on. There's a robot assistant yes. in the facility, and it's on a track that and the track like cleverly goes through all of the area so like it's limited but 
it's limited in where mm-hmm. it can go, but the track it can get to an awful lot of places on the track. That's what I that's yeah. what I thought, John, when you were describing. Yeah, this. that's that's yeah, something like that. And then and then it sort of mirrors your moves, right? You can't just outrun it because it just goes where it blocks okay. you wherever you go. So you've got to figure out a way to stall it or jam it or smash it or something. So or is maybe there like it's a like official way through this is, or something? Yeah. So when they uh, built it, is there like never do that. a way you could get through this without? you know dodging the automatons is there a solution to it or is it just we got to brute for it once it's turned on the only way through is to like brute force your way through it yeah I, I think you have to destroy it disarm it or blow it up with magic i think i like but it's like it's not again i i think it's better to think of it as a security system and not a not a trap like a trap is like something that like oh i didn't see that this was a thing and now mm-hmm. suddenly I'm being attacked for something because my passive perception is so low, you know, yeah. versus mm-hmm. this is like it's on. You see the danger and you have to figure out some way to get across it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I could think of a couple ways to do it. One is you smash them. The other is you sort of interrupt the tracks. Right. Mm-hmm. But maybe if you do that, um, there's a consequence. You get shocked or or something like that. So that so that even if you get around it that way, you still are using up your resources a little bit. The ancient okay. Egyptian third rail. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Is the a... third rail of doom. Yeah. yeah. So there's just, there's like a handful of these, I guess, thinking about like actually running it then, I mean, you're not going to track this out, like, you know, on a hex grid no, or something No, you got to kind of do it abstract. Okay. So it's very abstract. It's like, you sort of tell me, maybe this is, this is actually be a good like series of challenges, right? So it's like you got to come up with like three ways that you you get past this thing and and roll appropriately, mm-hmm. and then we can get, we can get past this. Um, yeah. So you just almost leave it pretty open ended. Like let's not come up with the solution. Like the players need to come up with the solution. Yes, I'm a yeah. firm believer not to not to start a different podcast episode, but I am a firm believer in. As a GM, I provide problems, not solutions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Rolling do, automatons with axes I do, on yeah. tracks. I do kind of worry, though, <laughs> that you. So, what you're going to do is you're going to see, you're going to come in, you're going to see this this cuckoo clock golem killer machine is on, and you're going to be like, well, let's just stay here and think of a plan. There needs to be some kind of ticking clock. There needs to be, yeah, some kind of countdown sequence that's causing, like, maybe there's, like, an earthquake or, 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 or something that's, like, you know, there can be evidence of, like, structural um, uh, structural damage uh, when you're walking into this place. So there's some kind of, like, pr- problem that's, like, oh, we need to get out of here and we have to cir- we have to circumvent this security system. Yeah, that's what if- a good idea. What if like, what if the walls are coming in, right? So it's the trash compactor idea. Yeah. So like you step in, there's automatons and it's a trash compactor. So then, I mean, like story-wise too, then when they're going through, maybe all that stuff is like bent and twisted and like smashed together. Yes. So like you have to get across it, you know, and like no matter what you do, that thing is going to compact in some way. Uh, dang it what, yeah what it feels like a security system too yeah it's the yeah, final well, fantasy it's the like final track. fantasy wall monster yes. but it's two of them and they're <laughs> yeah 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 and then they smooch <laughs> <laughs> okay so trash compactor automaton Andy, with our obstacle yeah i think like system i am having a trouble visualizing how this works so I think mm-hmm. this might just be a situation where, like, hey, GM, 
like play with these ideas, you know, throw something involving these ideas at the players rather Mm -hmm. than map out exactly how this works. Well, that's, I I mean, that does really good. Like, can you, if, if you were given that task, do you have any idea how you would, how you would handle it sort of off the cuff? Like, or would you make it, is this, this does sound pretty complicated. I draw a picture of it. (laughs) I have a clear, I have a clear, I have a clear picture of how this would look. I think, I think a picture of showing these two walls with, big like you know clubbing hands and 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 like hammers and and knives and stuff um Mm -hmm. kind of going going on tracks towards one another i think that's i think it's pretty clear i think okay you know i might even challenge you to like roughly sketch this if you have a really clear picture yeah someone wants a volunteer to just sketch it and 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 you know how to draw we can surprise the players with like an actual (laughs) just like an old school guy gaxian dungeon where you like hold up the drawing of the yeah Yeah. yeah. Oh, playing... it's feelies, right? Yeah. So they get yeah. through the um, they it's get through the trap room, and then they are or they die, which is okay with me. I'm just <laughs> they are back oh, geez, in okay. the um, they're back in the book room where they they started this. Uh, they're back in they're the back in the entrance the entrance room. Yeah. So with and, the tapestry, is this where the boss is? And what does this yes. room look like uh, thousands of years ago? What's in here? Hmm. What purpose um, so would it have it's... served? Like what? Like if that if this was this guy's like super private whatever scriptorium or whatever like that. What what would this room have been in, in original function? Mm. What if it's one of two things? A, outside, oh. or B, just his living room? Right? Like it's like the yeah. entrance to a castle where there's a banquet table and like you know like. It's the other room in his house where he would entertain. There's a yeah. kitchen. There's a. It could either be mundane or. Yeah, maybe that's boring. I don't. No, know. No, I like it. I, 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 I think. Yeah, it's. It is. It's the place that he comes to. Maybe it's like a lecture hall. It's like the place where it's like when he goes back to his room and comes up with this cool stuff. Then he comes out to this front room and tells all of his students about it or something like yeah. that. <laughs> or what if this is just like where he lives, and then so the yeah. the room into the the crazy automaton trash compactor is <laughs> like, I mean, that's how you get to his study and you better be invited in there. But otherwise <laughs> like this is where he lives is, is this room. Yeah. That works for me. Yeah. That, or I also like the lecture hall idea. Cause then that, that gives you plenty of open space too. For... Yeah. To run around and fight. Yeah. Um, Whatever yeah let's this stick with the lecture hall. Being, I would love okay. to like, I would love to have this room. Uh, evoke like uh, the you know that ancient kingdom whatever the theme we have for the ancient kingdom so whether that's a couple of interesting features on the room you know like a cool a futuristic lighting system you know a few Mm -hmm. things like that that would like provide some weird flavor and also maybe give a creative pc an idea you know of something that they can leverage while dealing with the bad guy okay if um if it's a lecture hall, I like the idea of some sort of magical whiteboard or chalkboard, right? That you can mm-hmm. draw and illustrate and write on, but it's not, it's, it's ephemeral. Like, yeah. Um, I was thinking about like surgery theaters as yeah. a concept. So the, <clears throat> not a typical lecture hall, like me, I think like, so the professor's at the front and then there's, you know, seats and stuff past that but more like there's some sort of center section and then like bleachers almost on either side yeah which give them you know give the players like kind of lots of stuff that they could do with that 
Um, yeah, I do like. Uh, I do have a, uh, that would give it like an arena feel, which is kind yes. of appealing. Um, yeah. and could mm-hmm. make for a pretty cool battle scene if that's what this comes yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like surgery theater, does it look like this when they come in, in originally? Cause we were, I think the way we were talking, like this first room was more just, there's a tapestry or a mosaic on the floor. Uh, but I think it could. Okay. Either yeah. that or like, you know, this, this was the public part you know, that would have been, uh, it would have been raised to the ground and rebuilt, you know, a million times while people didn't realize about the hidden stuff earlier, right? Maybe? I mean, maybe this was just like a yeah. public, publicly accessible room that was just destroyed and doesn't have to resemble, I don't know. Yeah, but I, the the, yeah. the mosaic could still be in the middle of the floor, right, to create a sense yeah. of continuity. Yeah, that's like true. The we walls are collapsed it, and there's we, rubble everywhere and... Yeah. It does need to be, re- you know, recognizably the area they came in, I guess. So, all right. Yeah. Um. Well, and it is behind an illusory, illusory wall at this point as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, I'm sorry. I was misplacing my illusionary wall. But, yeah, you're right. This would have been <laughs> part of his hidden thing. So this could have, um, you know, this could have survived mostly untouched, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I kind of like I like the surgical theater idea. I yeah, like yeah. maybe it is a bit much to to squeeze in here, um, but it's like a neat idea of a scene for players to be in. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. Well, let's see that. I think uh, we're all a little hesitant to lose lose the good idea of the like the mosaic or the tapestry or something. So if we set that aside. I think it makes total sense to have this be like an arena <laughs> arena battle battle room of some right. sort um could it I mean, be if he was like a act- scholar could this be an actual like surgical thing could there be like a partially yeah. dissected like you know cr12 monster yeah yes. dead on the oh, table? that would be so cool and then there would oh, be a fake out because like that. that's what they would think they would be fighting Yes. Yeah, like, oh. oh, we're gonna have to fight that thing that was on that table, but it turns out that was—it's just, yeah, it's just—it uh, it was just—it's a mind flare or a beholder yeah. or something that they oh, totally can't handle. Yeah, that's such um, a. And the tapestry was where the real creature was hidden. Wait. Okay. So, like, going with that idea, like, so what if? So, if it is a surgery theater, maybe like they're—it's doing surgery on. The wizard's doing surgery on something, and then like whatever comes out of it, that's what you end up fighting. Like, like it release the mana core that was inside the beholder somehow. I, I don't know. The mana like core inside then, you the whole time. Yeah, and then ended up attacking the guy, and then he ran through and you know grabbed his book, book and all that. So then you go back, like and then in, when you go back to his time, right? That the big scary monster is dead, but the one that you can handle is still in that room. Yeah. Yes, I think that works. It would it it will require us to pick a good pair of like monsters here that make sense together. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm thinking. This seems too, too the, complicated. Uh, I know this isn't what we're going for, but I'm I just think of like that moment in uh, Doom, not to keep bringing up Doom for some reason, where like <laughs> you get to the end of the level and like nailed to the walls are like the bosses from like the previous yeah. levels, and you're just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what am I? What am I about yeah. to fight? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Well, or, or let me just pitch as a one shot. Maybe we need do need to keep it simple. Like, like there's a there's a creature that is being dissected on the table. It's something that would be scary for them, like a minotaur or something. But they could handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that creature is back and guarding the door. Okay, and that's the thing that like mortally wounded the wizard. Yes, and, and made him set off this whole thing. Yeah. Yes. I yeah, think I, that's yeah. I, it, also, I I was thinking, you know, he was dissecting it or doing his studies, and he was like interrupted by the bad guy trying to kill him. Oh. And then he fled back into his inner chamber. Okay. So the bad guy is out here, you know, frustratedly trying to get get to him. I guess. Yeah. Okay, yeah, then this goes back to, like, Kyle, you alluded to this as sort of a joke, but maybe this is a good idea. Like, yeah, you you are bringing the thing that this bad guy was after back out to him. Yeah, so yeah. it's like the book, you like, you show up and it's like, oh, I didn't want to go through that automaton trash compactor anyway, so thank you. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and it's the guy who hired you. That's how that story went. <laughs> yes! Oh. oh, that's so good! <laughs> it's so stupid It's the and guy who hired you who somehow... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> yes. For the win. Oh, it's good. And that's the end. Fade to black. Like, thank you, fools, for bringing me the book. Da, 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 and then you're done. <laughs> no, no, you give them a chance. <laughs> no, no. It doesn't sound... No, I don't... <laughs> I, just, uh, I just played a uh, Final Fantasy game to completion, and all we have to do is have them, like, defeat the boss, but then a cutscene kicks in where he's actually just fine and... Just yeah. teleports away. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that happens um, so much. <laughs> okay, so yeah, but I think I think the monster in the there has to be uh, just a big boss monster here to fight. To, yeah. I think that's needed. Could he uh, resurrect like the partially dissected and therefore maybe less powerful dead thing? Oh, have, so it could be like scary, but it's limited because it, it was—it's only partially back. And then you do yeah. avoid the problem of having like a bunch of PCs ganging up on one dude, which is always a recipe for like a one-round yeah. battle. Yeah. Um, okay. And ma- oh, maybe he only does that if they don't hand over like the the books or whatever. He's just like, now hand me the book. <laughs> That's you it. It's the guy. They come out. Boy. It's the guy who hired them. <laughs> Yeah. With the manticore, and he's like, "Thank you for bringing me the book. Now give it to me." Yeah. Uh, but what I've if been he's like for this nice for centuries, it. and then I mean, he yeah. does. What if he's like non-threatening? What if he's like, "Hey, good job. Thanks. This is great. Yeah. Complete You're the like, quest how did by you get handing me the book." Oh. Uh-huh. And only yeah, if so you hand it to him, and only if they act suspicious, then he like you know starts cackling like a madman and like okay you know, <laughs> you or they hand it to him and then he's just like okay my manticore friend eliminate them yeah, and, oh that, you know. that could be good too that that could be really good yeah. too mm-hmm. um so do they okay so he comes back in time with them or when you pass the automaton room do you go forward in time back to uh, what if he is like what if he's i mean could he just be like a time traveling wizard you know yeah he's yeah. totally like a cursed immortal right like unless he gets the book back he can't die and mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> or what if he's sorry. what if he's just like a yeah he's so trying. Trying. Yes, he's what trying. if he's just a younger version of himself yeah like he's just yeah. A, like yeah yeah that's like, good. i mean he's he's aging slowly yeah wizards like, yeah, yeah that's that's totally legit in D uh yeah yeah Wizard. he's a young oh, he, him in his prime Maybe it's he ages in reverse. 
<laughs> no, don't do that. That okay. would make no okay. sense. No one would guess that that was what uh, was happening. <laughs> yeah. No, I think what we oh, got to do here is create this incredibly elaborate backstory for this guy that it's not possible for the PCs to ever learn. So, <laughs> yes. Um, Yes, please. I, yeah. I, and that should be ninety percent of the writing you do on this. <laughs> yes. Honestly, yeah. like I, 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 I've been reading a lot of the uh, like basic modules for for the basic set for Dungeons and Dragons, and that's exactly what all the backstory is. It's just like, <laughs> why would anyone know this? How does it help anyone do anything? This, who is this for? I, that's great. Yeah. Okay, so I think the last thing we need is a creature. Um, yeah, so is this guy, he's like a wizard, so he's yeah. got to be something a yeah. party of level three characters can beat. So um, mm. maybe he's not like, in his early form, he's not like the ultra-powerful. He's not like especially yeah. ultra-powerful. Just powerful enough to... Right, because like, it's back in time, so he's like yeah. a, a third level wizard. Yeah, so he can yeah. like raise a broken creature, you know, from the dead. But that's like kind of the extent of his uh, powers. Like right, his. yeah. Yeah, he can do that. Like, so I think if you have a level three wizard and then some sort of monster, like that's a pretty that could be deadly. Yeah, um, yeah. or a level three cleric necromancer kind of thing. And yeah. is there a way we could um, just thinking about discussions, possibly with Kyle and or John, about like good boss fights? You know, like so, what's the thing the PCs need to do that's not just like reduce most of these things to zero hit points? Yeah. What if it's what if it's destroy the book or mm-hmm. that's um, a destroy that's the thing a big bargaining the chip for them yeah yeah like if you don't we'll destroy it um, I mean what I'm if they, sure if they get through the so. if they could just go through the wall too and then the page phase spider would would be mad that there's fighting in the library. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so what? What if they if they do go through the wall? Do they are they back in regular time then? Like, how do they get this back is... to the regular time? What happens if they go through the wall, or is the wall yeah. not passable yet? Well, that whatever the conditions are should be the last words of the guy who dies, right? Like, like he mm-hmm. should tell you, like you have to kill him or something like that. Yeah, you have to kill. You have to get back to your own time. You have to. You have to kill the I, the man who imprisoned me. I do Over. kind of like the idea of like this like quiet yeah. library, and some adventurers go back to like retrieve a book, and then like ten minutes later they come burst out followed by an undead miniature and like a ancient <laughs> wizard. Like uh, yes, that's yeah. exactly the kind of party shenanigans that should happen in a library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, th- I. It might just be the threshold, like crossing the threshold, because I that would be. That would be really interesting because then you could have you could really have like a crazy boss fight uh, in inside, maybe maybe the whole the whole library goes on lockdown or something like that. That'd be pretty, oh. pretty cool. You know, like a, the boss fight in a in the library sounds fun to me. Yeah, oh, yeah, it sounds fun but to like, me too. You could do we could do a cool the library. Face spiders trying to run around and save the books and the and the. And the yeah. austere librarian is having a freak out, and yeah, and you've got to save him from being injured or her. And, and, yeah, and if it's a magic library, like if you pull if you pull books out, like you, it'll give you like random magical spells that you can cast. <laughs> oh, that would be so much fun! Yeah, you like you knock over knock over one of the bookcases, and just like all these spells fire off. Just random. Like, you don't even have to read them; it's just like the books open ma- up. Magical like, mayhem. <laughs> That's so good. Um, 
That's okay. why, yeah, so, that's why the ever so delicate phase spider has to be very careful about all the books, is because if you drop them, yes. it could cause a nuclear explosion. Yeah. <laughs> How D and D is that? Okay. So okay, so you 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 go back in time. Oh, sorry, you go you get the book, you go back in time, you leave you leave this place as soon as you go through the illusory wall, like you come back back to the present. I feel like you would have to have the book to, or something like that to come yeah. back to the present, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, so you have they'll to have, have the, the book. They'll have to... the book, and they'll reemerge in. Uh, I don't know. And if they fought, if they fought, if they fought and killed the wizard and the in the monster, mm-hmm. then then the librarian and the face spider are just thankful to have the book. Mm-hmm. If they didn't fight them, then they burst out in the huge battle in the library. So you can kind of go either way. And yeah. and the older version of the wizard joins the fight with his younger self and the undead manticore. Oh. If you try to bypass yeah. it, then you're really screwed. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then but, they're going like to fight over who gets the book because they're yes. going to fight each other. Oh. <laughs> okay. oh. so we, That's so good. we got to do that. But that means we got to get like the the players back out to the main timeline the, cur- yeah, the present yeah. before the boss fight i think it's some, yeah. right do they well, have to do something that they don't sit there and like kill yeah. the boss and then emerge and do the boring ending i mean i guess yeah, yeah. we could am i misunderstanding no, we don't want to do the boring no ending. i i think I, I think give them the option to solve the problem like if they want to do the boss fight in the in the operation theater in the surgery theater then they get mm-hmm. like an easier version but if they try to run they're punished with a whole extra boss on top of that <laughs> see this doesn't sound like a punishment though that sounds like the real cool version yeah yeah what if the right. um, what um, if it's not a surgical theater what if it is just the small room i think we were imagining at yeah. first and okay. so there's not really incentive to stay in here mm-hmm. when, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That makes sense to me. And maybe we have to ditch the dissected body or something like that. I don't know. We can give yeah. the, the wizard could have another a familiar or another something. I else. mean, yes. it, essentially, essentially, if we just reduce, if we just reduce that to the illusory wall, go straight into the trapped room, go straight in. If we just cut out that room, we don't necessarily yeah. need an empty room. Because now mm-hmm. our new right. third room for the vice fight is the room they started in yeah. anyway. That makes sense. So it's just the library. So you 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 come back out. So like when you get the book, you come back out and you're in the you're in the library in the olden times. And yes. you're met there by. Um, I guess like when you. Okay. Well, How there's then, no opportunity like... to run into the younger wizard then. <laughs> Well, the younger wizard could just be in the library up there, like waiting. Like, so he's on the other side of the illusory wall mm-hmm. with his his pet. So, like the okay. So, like the younger the younger um, scholar, right? Like, let's call it the, the scholar is the one who gives you the quest and you go down like that, and the the wizard is the one who has the book. <laughs> just get our, our names. So, I think you come out of the illusory wall, and then the the scholar is like there waiting for you like the younger version of the scholar is there waiting for you with with something that looks menacing although it's not menacing in, until later and says give me the book like thank you for getting it right so like he was not able to go through the wall like maybe like when you come out he's like looking around the wall like trying to figure out how to get get down there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um 
Yeah, instead. So yeah, you come out and then then you can have that like give me the book, you know. No. <laughs> I mean, you're the one yeah. running this, so if it makes sense to you, that then that's... I mean, it makes sense. Well, I guess I want to sell you on this as like the idea. <laughs> um but if it's not making sense to you, one problem is we on. got really grandiose there, and now we're like trying to trim the grandiose <laughs> down. And uh, yeah, you know, it's yeah. uh, it's impossible <laughs> not to feel like we're like losing a cool scene idea. You know, um, I say yeah. go big. Okay, but like, how big? <laughs> I always say that. <laughs> it, again, I think the problem the problem isn't the problem is urgency, right? Like so. Mm-hmm. If if there is no reason, if they think, oh, we have all the time in the world for this boss fight in this small room, if there's nothing. So if unless that situation is continuing to escalate, then there's nothing there's nothing that's going to make them want to flee into mm-hmm, into right. the library. Um, mm-hmm. So. uh so yeah, I don't, I don't, but I, I, I don't necessarily, but you're, you're right. Like you, you, you are, we're running the problem of, we are clearly indicating here's this big boss fight, but then all of you are excited about this other completely different boss fight that is impossible to telegraph. <laughs> yeah. So something else, you know, that the time limit, I mean, if, if the city is being destroyed, you know, back in the past, mm-hmm. I mean, that can, we can have just like, you know, whatever the walls are shaking or the lava is leaking in, starting to leak in and pool. Yeah, I don't know. You know, there mm-hmm. could be some that, like, yeah, indication that's... of like that. You know, you're going to die. It's going to fill with smoke. It's going to collapse on you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's like if it's like a rhythmic like bombardment or something. If it sounds like oh, it's not just an earthquake. There's like there's something giant trying to to kind of beat its way in or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that that could be another thing. Oh. Yeah, I like so, that. Yeah. Okay, but we um, got to figure out this final encounter. Yeah, yeah. I don't. We're not on the same page with it yet. So let's. No. Okay, I think the. I think we're not on the same page because we introduced this element of of the scholar showing up as the younger self. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which really complicates it, right? So yes. we went from you go into a room that telegraphs that you're going to have this boss fight. Yes. You know, because there's this cool tapestry or this mosaic or something showing showing you fighting this thing. And then you come back to that room. Like So the initial idea was like you, you go, you come back to that room, and then that thing is there, and you have to defeat it, and then you get out, and end of story. Yes. Right? Like, that's a pretty tight, nice little dungeon like that the idea of like that scholar, like sending you on this quest to get this thing that he needed when he was younger is like, that's really compelling though. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yeah. So if you, I don't know if we're going to do that, I'm, I'm very much in favor of just, yeah, get rid of that first room and it's just, you meet back up in the library. Um, but I don't know, like, I don't know if the city is being destroyed at that point. Then, yeah, I then think, I think it's just like I think it's just the is, old version yeah. of the city. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what if what if the guy before he dies who gives you the books? What if he what if he warns you about some guy? It's like oh, beware the tattooed man or something like that, and you realize yeah. oh, he's talking about the guy who sent us on this mission. Or mm-hmm. when the guy reaches out, it's like uh, you know, here's your money. His like sleeve pulls back, and you see this yeah. crazy tattoo, and that's when you realize. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I actually like to suggest something radical here is that okay. is that rather than have it be a travel through time, it's just when they take the book, the space that they're in reconstitutes, you know, and, and sort of resets. But when they come out of the library, they're back in their original time and you can sort of downplay the, the time travel bit. That's fair. You know what okay. I mean? Like the book is a linchpin that, that is keeping it sort of decrepit as soon as you take it from him. He reconstitutes, dies tells you to never give it to this guy with the tattoo on his forearm. Mm-hmm. You fight your way out, including the including the monster at the end, including mm-hmm. the monster in the tapestry. And then okay. when you get out, it's sort of like a bonus, right? Like he reaches out to get it, and then you see the tattoo, and there's actually a, a fourth fight, basically. Okay. I think I either... like that. That, that okay. gives us some freedom to just pick a cool monster for them to fight, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, without having to have it be the bad guy and then thematic uh the gm can could decide is this like do i want to do this evil villain like thing at the end like do i you know maybe it's an npc that the the gm can use going forward even um Mm -hmm. yeah or they could just fight him right there okay what's in the what's in the book such that you would not want to give it to someone that shouldn't have it hmm Right, like so. If if yeah, <laughs> if the wizard doesn't want the scholar to have like it, time magic. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the generic to answer is just you know, history. black magic of some sort, or just knowledge that mm-hmm. shouldn't fall into the wrong hands, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, then why not just like so you just destroy the book? <laughs> like, if you have if you have the right cleric in the party, they're just going to destroy that book immediately. Um, which I mean, I guess is like that. Like, that would also create conflict. <laughs> yes. Um, you wouldn't necessarily know. You wouldn't necessarily know that it's, I mean, unless it's, you cast detect magic on it and it says this is necromantic magic or something, unless it's like there's an, it, it, if it's in a different language, they wouldn't be able to decipher. There would be no way of them knowing. Um, yeah. Like mm-hmm. the players don't have the skill to decipher the book, but this guy does. Yeah. Okay. It so could in also be dangerous. You know, it could also be like, you know, GM's fill in your plot hook here. You know, yeah. this book tells yeah. of the how to get into the lost, you know, temple of whatever. You know. Mm-hmm. It could be just a MacGuffin in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah. <laughs> in in the notes for the module it just says, Yeah, this is this is your story hook. <laughs> for whatever it needs to be. Um Okay, so the scholar tells you to go get this book. You go get the book. The wizard reconstitutes and says, under no circumstances do you give it to the scholar. <laughs> and yeah. then you you go through and then the scholar and then the yeah, the scholar meets up with you and says, Well, give me the book. So then it's a choice by the players of like who do you trust in this this scenario? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's important, Kyle's point that you you I mean, he's the only other NPC in the thing, except for the librarian, right? Mm-hmm. So so it's important that it not be obvious that it's the scholar, which may be hard to do, but, um, you know, it should be, uh, the book can't fall into the wrong hands. You'll know the evil group because they have tattoos on the inside of their wrists or whatever. And then that's the first time you notice it. You don't even give the players a chance to see that when they first meet this guy, but they notice it at the end. I think that's important to make it work. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could tell them you could, you could describe them and say like, and he's tattooed all over. And it's just like this cool little detail. And then they get down there, and the wizard's like, "Tattoo bad." <laughs> like, and then yeah, you're like, "Oh yeah. wait, I remember." And maybe he just hates tattoos. He thinks they're you know, he yeah. doesn't like them. He doesn't approve yeah. of them. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, I think I like this because it's a little simpler. Yeah. This might be coming at like, you know, hour one, one hour and 50 minutes into the game and just needs to not be a huge complicated scene, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Right. And then it's okay, at so your discretion, come... right? If, if they've done this quickly, then you can make mm-hmm. a scene with the, with mm-hmm. this NPC. And if they haven't, then you can sort of wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I guess just for our sake, and again, maybe this is just up to the, the DM, um, whose side are we on? Are we on the scholar's side or the wizard's side? I would like to be on the scholar's side. Well, who, no, I'd like to be on the wizard's side. Okay. I kind All of right. like yeah. the idea that they're both, uh, they're both like, like Conan-esque, you know, wizards that yeah, never trust scholars. Like, you know, uh, they're, they're, yeah. this is just, they have a, a rivalry or something like that going on and one of them is trying to pull you in uh i don't know yeah um okay that makes a lot of sense to me yeah so it's just like neither of them are very good and probably the right situ- the right answer would be to just destroy the book because no one should none of them should have right. it right uh, yeah you okay. know it, so then not, we'll, this is not info okay. that probably needs to go in there but you know the the book could also be something that's just of like personal importance to one or both of mm-hmm. them. you know like someone's okay. love letters to the other one's wife or something like that you know yeah oh, right. okay yeah um okay so then what is in um so we just need to decide on that that third room then so like what what is the monster that they face and i guess is it a tapestry is it a mosaic i like it that it's a mosaic i like that it's a tapestry and i think the uh, we we had sort of the poisoning idea mm-hmm. right so i think mm-hmm. it has to be something that can poison so I, this is just my this is my attempt to pitch my favorite monster the manticore um okay so I agree, I <laughs> but like, something like else that could poison would also be okay. I'm I'm okay I, with the manticore. I'm good with ba- manticores. Yeah, basilisk manticore. is also okay. level three, so it could be a oh, pet- petrification thing. Well, face spiders so also have poison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was the, the face spider all along. Of course, yes. it was. The face spider materializes, and you see its tattoos. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the tapestry depicts like the these heroes defeating a manacore inside of this room. Yes. And if they look closely, they realize that it's them in there. Yes. Okay. That it's them. Um, yeah, with the manacore. Well, they go. Okay. All right. So they go down tapestry. There's the the room with the smash automatons. The book room. They get the they get the writings. They get the writings. He reconstitutes. The automatons are, are there. They defeat the manacore. They come back through the wall, and then they're in the library. And the scholar is asking for the book. And then at that point, they can kind of decide on give it to them, destroy the destroy it. You know, face spiders like oh, there's my book. <laughs> you know, like yeah. whatever whatever ends up needing needing to happen there with kind of the optional battle of like they could just attack the the scholar at that point. Perfect. That sounds great. I love it. I like it. So, Chris, uh, when you say it like that, it to... seems like it shouldn't have taken us that long. To take yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, Chris is going to run this, right? Uh, so between, yeah. uh, so between, so in the next couple, uh, week or two, a few weeks, we'll uh, rustle mm-hmm. up some players that aren't uh, Kyle, John, or myself, and um, yeah, see mm-hmm. what happens, right? And we'll see yeah, how much you yeah. have to change it once you start running it, because you'll realize partway through it makes no sense and it's not runnable. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. that's right. usually how I. But that's what you get for coming up with an adventure in half an hour and a half. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it'll be fun. I mean, I'll take some time and, and I'm going to be writing this up to you a little bit, so I'm sure it'll change. And then we'll probably just like drop the mana core fight because there's no time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, we should we should really wrap up. Uh, thank you all for doing this. This was super fun. Um, I'm yeah, really looking forward to running it. Um, yeah. So let's see. This is going to go live, I think, on Christmas Eve is the hope. Um, Ooh, so if you're listening nice. to this and you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Um, and then, yeah, we'll do the the actual play of it uh, sometime in the week or so after that, probably to kick off the new year. But um, yeah, thanks, John. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Andy. This was super great. I really Deserve appreciate it. it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, remember, if you've created a dungeon with your friends, you're a great GM. <laughs> <laughs>